Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello, welcome back you guys. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And we are so happy to be here. We are so grateful to be here. So grateful. So hashtag blessed. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I'm going to give you fair warning in advance. It is hot as balls in Germany, in Berlin right now. I am spread eagle and just a tank top in my underwear airing out my hoo-ha and my boobs <laughs> and the windows are open so you're gonna hear annoying kids in the background I'm sorry but I just can't deal with it um yeah. Listeners, if a- you don't know they don't have air conditioning so and it's in the 90s so that is it's a struggle like I literally am just in basically naked all day long with ice cream sitting on my tits because I don't know how else to deal with this. Like, I mean, at least you get ice cream. Does the ice cream just melt really fast? <laughs> no, but it's fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. I got, like, I'm basically every day I'm just like, mm, what ice cream do I want today? Tonight is pistachio, so I'm looking forward Ooh. to that. <laughs> I haven't had that in so long. That used to be, like, my jam. Mm. I know. It's been a hot second, but I'm looking forward to it. So fair warning, the noise. And also, I have the case of the church giggles today. So I am <laughs> sorry. I have been giggling all day. Started with an audio conversation with Jay today that I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. And I still want to giggle when I think about it. <laughs> then Katie and I started talking. And, of course, I started giggling. And last night, I was just a little giggle box with Katie. And oh my I gosh. just I, The things that she was texting <laughs> last night, I was, like, crying. And then just now, right before we started, like, I like I literally had tears because we <laughs> so much so it might just be a bunch of giggles and that might make some of you very annoyed so sorry I'm sorry it's gonna be those people who wrote bad reviews saying that we giggle too much but you guys I just survived almost having not almost having COVID so I need to celebrate my happiness yeah, yeah I'm she- not making a laughing matter out of it for people who have experienced COVID but I had to get tested this past weekend because we just recorded an episode for patreon where we talk about it if you want to listen go join um but yeah so i thought i i was really sick and i thought i had covid and i got tested and blah 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 and now i feel like all of this like four days of being shut in my apartment with a fever and a cough and thinking i had corona and my anxiety's crazy high now all of it is just coming out like last night like (laughs) All those anxieties and stress and sickness just went out the window. I told Katie, I, like, baked myself an apple pie, drank some wine, giggled so much. <laughs> also, yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, point being, we're Giggle Box. Katie made sure I tinkled <laughs> before the episode started, so I won't pee myself. It's so funny. Like, it, it didn't seem funny to me until Sarah pointed it out. But so, yeah, we recorded a Patreon episode. And then usually after we do that, Sarah says she has to go tinkle. And she didn't say anything. And so I go, Sarah, do you need to go pee? And she was like, it's like you're my mother. Asking me to go to the bathroom. But then I was like, 
but I do need to tinkle. So yeah, let me go. And then we're telling, I was telling Katie because I forgot, like, just because I leave the room doesn't mean that we're still not like on Skype together. So I was like bitching to Greg, like, ah, I was coughing earlier and like choking in the episode. And why didn't you bring me water? And then I was like, Oh, Katie can probably still hear me just being such a bitch. And then I came back in the room and I was like, it smells like butthole in here because it does, you guys. My room is like, it's so hot and sweaty. I just can't. I just hear Sarah walk into the room and go, it smells like butthole in here. And I lost it. Like, I was crying. Oh, you guys, the struggle, what is happening 2020, I feel like I've reached my breaking point in August, so I apologize, this episode is just me <laughs> releasing all of that into you this episode. Like, you just gotta laugh sometimes when all this shit is going on, it's like, okay, oh. at least there's still some funny things happening in the world. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but sorry, we, we didn't uh, publish an episode last week. Like we said, Katie was lovely and posted this hilarious meme that <laughs> made me giggle. Um, but yeah, the personal reasons being I was a sickie and we just had some personal shit to deal with. So, yeah. But we're back and we're ready. We're ready for you yes, if you can't ready. tell. So opening announcements. We have so many of you who are so amazing and wonderful that have joined us on patreon so shout you out we did give you some longer more personal shout outs over on patreon but we definitely want to shout you out here so i'm going to name you right now thank you to morgan morgan magnificent morgan magnificent morgan christine christine what did we candid christine Christine, Kim, I think we went with Kissable Kim for Kissable Kim. Kissable Kim, you the best. And Carrie. Carrie, what did we say for Carrie? I don't remember. Sorry, Carrie, we're the worst. <laughs> Go listen to the episode, then you'll remember. Yeah, well, <laughs> we give, on Patreon, we give you your little, like, alliteration nicknames. But anyways... Continuing on, we have Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Jennifer, I think you were joyful. Joyful Jennifer. Noelle. Thank you, Noelle. Naughty Noelle. Naughty Noelle. Carly. Carly. I can't remember. Sorry, Carly. Kay's a struggle for me. Kay's a struggle, yeah. She she hasn't given me a K alliteration nickname either, so don't worry. Bye, guys. <laughs> um, and Christina. Thank you, Christina. Again, I'm useless. I can't remember. A chivalrous, I think. I don't know. And you tried to say chaste, and I fired you. (laughs) Um, And then we also have Lindy, who upped their pledge and now is joining us in the Celestial Kingdom on Patreon. Anyway, thank you all so, so, so much. We, um, like, honestly, if you're listening to this and you're not a patron, you should also thank the patrons because um, they're the reason that you all can listen to this for free because they pay for our subscription on SoundCloud and other equipment and things like that. So thank you so much for the patrons. If you want to join us over there, we're making a lot more content now. And the URL is patreon.com slash not so Molly Mortman.
Yay. Thank you guys so much. And also, and as always, thank you to those who aren't patrons but still support us even by listening um, on our Instagram, fighting the trolls hand in hand with us, like referring our podcast, the lovely sweet messages, which literally make our day. And also, like, yesterday I was close to tears at all of the fucking kind comments that you guys posted on my personal Instagram. I was just like, wow, you guys are amazing. And one one person was like, you know, you have a whole corner of people supporting you. Like, we're in your corner backing you up. And I was just like, oh. Isn't it like, it's just the coolest feeling ever to know that all of you care enough to listen and support us. And it just feels amazing, honestly. So sorry to get sappy, but big thanks. I have all the feels. I just have all the feels. Um, but really, thank you guys. You're the best. Um, other announcements. Sorry, that was, like, really dismissive. Yeah, you guys are the best, whatever. Anyways, (laughs) other announcements. Um, (laughs) Not meant to be that way at all. Um, Ooh, also, I gave a little tease in the Patreon episode before. But, uh, guys, again, if you want a little additional story, join up. Because hopefully in a few weeks, I will have a story to tell about... An exotic dancer and a burlesque workshop. Yes. Oh yeah, that's so. gonna be great. That those will be coming up. Hopefully, uh, COVID allowing. Uh, those yes. Will be yeah. Cool. So, is that it for opening announcements? I think so. I don't think I have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, that's it for me. So, this week. The topic is birth control. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> or dun, 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 birth control. <laughs> I love birth control, as most sane people do. Yeah. Um, both so, of us, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You continue. No, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, birth control. I don't have much to say other than I've been on it and it's. It's great. Like, um, you know what the funny thing is, though, is that I was actually put on birth control when I was, like, 17. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't for sex, obviously, because I, like, I had never even kissed a boy, much less. I didn't even know, like, how a penis entered a vagina. So, like, I wasn't having sex <laughs> at that point. Um, but it was because my mom uh, didn't want me to have bad skin. And... She put me on birth control, but honestly, part of me is kind of like, was that the reason, or did she secretly just not want me to get pregnant? I don't know. Hmm. I know. I know. Interesting. Um. Yeah. Kind of get into that, but I think the relationship with like birth control and the church is really interesting. So, I have here the current official stance from the church's website about birth control. Ooh, I'm excited. So the church says, 
Children are one of the greatest blessings in life, and their birth into loving and nurturing families is central to God's purposes for humanity. When husband and wife are physically able, they have the privilege and responsibility to bring children into the world and to nurture them. The first commandment God gave to Adam and Eve was to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. The scriptures declare children are a heritage of the Lord. Those who are physically able have the blessing, joy, and obligation to bear to bear children and to raise a family this blessing should not be postponed for selfish reasons decisions about birth control and the consequences of those decisions rest with each married couple abortion as a method of birth control however is contrary to the commandments of god wow so it's like they won't like officially tell you that you can't use birth control but if you do you're being selfish and sinful by not following god's commandments to multiply and replenish the earth it's like they it's like they say that to sound less harsh but then they throw in like it's an obligation to have children and you shouldn't postpone it for selfish quote-unquote reasons like you know what i mean and so it's like it's one of those things that's kind of taboo in Mormonism, like you don't talk about it. Or I've noticed if women are on birth control, they like justify it. Kind of like how you said earlier, like, yeah, oh, I'm on it because uh, for my skin or like I'm on my it. Periods. Yeah, for to regulate my periods or whatever. And, you know, they shouldn't have to, um, you know, justify it for any reason at all. But they do because it's still kind of like a thing that you probably shouldn't do because you should be having as many kids as possible, right? Yeah, you know, I find that interesting because, yeah, I remember, um, I mean, Greg's asked me this a few times, but especially when we first started dating, he was asking, like, you know, is Mormonism the same as, like, Catholicism where, like, you, you know, you can't get birth control, like, it's very frowned upon and it's a sin, da, da, da. And I was like, you know, it's a weird it's a weird area where, like, they say, like, they haven't openly, like, there's there's no commandment or, like, law in the Mormon doctrine that says, oh, you can't be on birth control. But, like you were saying, Katie, it's just, like, uh, it's in this taboo area where it's, yeah. like, no, you, you, we don't prohibit it. But, like, it's kind of the same with, like, oral sex, you know? It's, like, in this exactly. little area yeah. of like well we didn't say you can't but you know you it's not yeah like you shouldn't um, and yeah it's kind of like well if you're married and if you're obeying god to multiply and replenish the earth then why would you stop yourself from getting pregnant you know exactly yeah and there's always this pressure like i mean just that byu alone like there was this pressure always of as soon as you get married, you have to have a kid. And I never got it because I'm like, you're so young. And why not wait for like two, three years when you graduated, if you can? Like some people, you know, obviously don't have that choice or, you know, like choose not to by their own choice. And that's fine, like totally fine. But I think there's so much pressure on Mormon married couples to get have like a kid right away when I was just oh, yeah. like, you're so young, just wait until you graduate and then have a kid. But it was always this, there's no perfect time to have a kid, so you may as well just come and and have a kid. And I'm like, but 
but there is, I mean, there isn't a perfect time to have a kid, but there's a better time. There's a right? better time. There's yeah. a better option to quote them. You know, there's good, better, and best. I can't remember what profit, but that was like a talk that they gave when I was at BYU. And so everyone was always like, you have good options and you have better options and you have the best option. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, so bad. And uh-huh. I just like, it's so stressful because a lot of it, too at BYU and I know this and it, you know I this maybe is just the culture at BYU but like it was so so white privilege like I just over it because these people would have right away when they weren't even paying their own bills like their parents were like paying for mm-hmm. their apartment and living or buying them like huge houses and or like paying for the down payments or buying them blah 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 and it's just, like, a luxury. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's so hard. I had a kid. And it's like, is it? Like, women are having children in really tough situations that are often out of their control and, you know, in areas where they're not privileged like you are. So you have a choice to wait and have a kid when you want to. I mean, you can have a kid. But, like, I don't know. I just think it's such a privileged way of thinking. Like, oh, well, you know, my parents will pay for it or we'll get money because of whatever situation where it's like most people who are in that predicament don't think of it as like, oh, you know, it'll work out. Like it's yeah. a lot of work and there's a struggle that goes with it, you know? Oh, to- oh totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, let's see. So I have some quotes from some prophets and apostles about birth control if you want to hear those (laughs) I do sorry can I just jump one thing I feel like I need to clarify for we have a lot of listeners who have amazingly talented adorable cute children and I don't want you to take this episode as us being like children are the worst and no one should have kids not the case at all like you know we love kids and we think that motherhood is a beautiful beautiful thing and there's nothing wrong with it we just want to highlight the and like how would we word it um it's just for me what it's about is just a woman or a person's right to control their body to me it's not even really about like the children necessarily because yeah like obviously like if you want them and and we know tons of you that listen have children and I think that's that's amazing that's wonderful but for me what it's about especially with like the topic of this birth control stuff is that it shouldn't be something that a church or an authority figure or anyone tells you that you have to do like it should be about choosing your your path and being able to choose if you want to continue a pregnancy or even get pregnant right so free like, agency yeah that's what it's about to me and so yeah we're, we're definitely not yeah. like bashing on anyone who has kids because thank you katie she's the <laughs> one who's elegant with words and i'm like it smells like butthole in here and what are, what is it that we say katie struggle this is why we all love katie and need her oh my um, god on the show (laughs) (laughs) 
struggle. We, yes, that's what we want to say. But continue. I'm dying to hear what these horrible white men have to say about women and their yeah, bodies. Yeah, what um, a person with a uterus can and cannot do. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Ezra Taft Benson, who is a prophet, said... The Lord did not say to multiply and replenish the earth if it is convenient or if you are wealthy or after you have gotten your schooling or when there is peace on earth or until you have four children. The Bible says, lo, children are a heritage of the Lord. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. We believe God is glorified by having numerous children and a program of perfection for them. So also will God glorify that husband and wife who have a large posterity and who have tried to raise them up in righteousness. Wow. Like he even specifies that like four children is too little. This guy, like he, you guys, so Taft, let's talk about Ezra Taft Benson. God. He is portrayed as like, such a great man and great prophet in the church because he was also like agricultural something for the government during some I you know I don't remember I just know he worked with the government like he was department of agricultural lead oh yeah I don't know what it's called um so of course like I remember Mormons like bragging about that and being like oh like he was a good guy he was even in the government like the 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 but he has the worst quotes and like he has said some shitty stuff like that one included. And also, can we just point out the hypocrisy of people who support him and would be like, yep, that's the truth, who are more often than not Republican. I'm just going to throw that out there. And he says yeah. there's no time to have a kid. You shouldn't wait on wealth or money or whatever his exact quote is. But then it's those same people who are like, ugh. Everyone who's just like on food stamps and welfare, just having kids and they shouldn't because they don't have the money and blah, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. And it's like, gross. That's so wow. So it's yeah. okay if you're white and you have money, then it's fine to be like, oh, you know, you can have a children or a child whenever you want. But if you're in a low income area, not by choice and have a lot of injustices and racism and everything else thrown out your way then you're just supposed to not ever have kids it all it all goes back to systemic racism right how the church perpetuates that even with saying things like this and then yeah like you said people i know you you worded it perfectly i'm not going to reiterate it but yeah definitely and i i just think it's it's really i don't know it, it, sometimes people will say, no, but it's the, it's our choice. Like it's the, it's your own choice if you want to use birth control or how many kids you have. But like when you look at the numbers and you look at how many kids most Mormon families have, you see that they actually obey what these men say, right? Like, yeah, of course they have eight, 10, 12 kids. So like, of course they're, they're obeying it and not using birth control, which is like, if that's what they truly want, then fine. But when you see it happening because of these old white men telling you what to do, that's when I want to step back and be like, okay, are you really doing this because you want to or because you were told you have to because of quote unquote God, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's not only that they, you know, these women get this pressure from the prophet, I'm doing air quote, the prophets and leaders of the church putting 
this pressure, but also their husbands, right? Like, right, you know, the right. husband wants their wife to be fertile and like have all the kids possible, but then not actually take care of that. I know that's a generalization and not all Mormon guys are like that. But for the most part, it's like all about like, yeah, I want my wife to have all the kids and for me to be this provider and like showing that I'm like, you know, the man and like I have all these offspring and I'm righteous and God has blessed us. But then all of that responsibility, more kids. So you're more righteous. Like and and like I said, that's a generalization. Like some Mormon men definitely do help out around the house. But it's in like the family proclamation that we covered a little while back that men are supposed to be the breadwinners and like they're supposed to go to work and the women are supposed to have as many children as possible and stay at home and like care for them and nurture them and whatever. So it is very much that. And like, I do think you hit on something that I hadn't really thought of, but yeah, it's almost like the more kids you have, the more righteous you were. And so the more like blessed quote unquote, you are with more children kind of. Yeah. And this, this isn't just like, you know, I was watching that um, documentary like months ago about the the FLDS group that lives in those like red cave like. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it, but over and over again, when they're talking about the doctrine and how it's like very, it, it is the Mormon doctrine. It's just that they stuck with polygamy and. Yeah. But they talk about over and over again that like, yeah, this idea that the more kids you have the more righteous you are because you're fulfilling the Lord's commandment. So oh, that's yeah. why, like, <laughs> literally those guys, like, there's one man and, like, three, four wives, and he has a wife pregnant, at least one wife every year pregnant. So, yeah. I mean, think about that. For 10 years with three wives, that's, like, 30 kids you have. Oh, my God, I'm so proud I did that math so quick, you guys. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's like insane. But they kept talking about it like, oh, you know, the, you know, the more kids you have, that's our sole responsibility. That's our goal. And a lot of people like to say, and myself included, when I was Mormon, that, you know, the FLDS church and the Mormon church are nothing alike. You know, they're separate, but they're really not. Like, it's just one thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just that the the, uh, mainstream Mormons have gotten rid of things like the um, ban on on the priesthood for black men and gotten rid of polygamy and it was because of governmental pressure whereas like the FLDS church kind of went into more of a hiding situation where they kind of sequestered themselves and the mainstream Mormon church wanted to keep thriving and for the money exactly <laughs> so they give in to governmental pressure and change yeah, yeah. Um, something else that that reminded me of you reminded me of is that you were told when you're Mormon that there are all these like spirits in the pre-existence and they're waiting for mortal bodies to come yep. down and live on earth. And so if you are a person who's, you know, in a marriage or whatever and you're using birth control or you choose to not have children, your you those spirit babies are up there waiting for you and crying out to you and saying like please I want to come be with my mother and father and you are denying them that right like to come to the earth it's like this major guilt trip kind of thing guys Katie's not exaggerating in the least like and they'll say that too even when you're single and not married like 
you know, your children are like cheering you on. And when you make a wrong mistake, that leads you further away from an eternal companion and a celestial ceiling in the temple, like a celestial marriage, then like you're disappointing your, your spirit children who are waiting for you and all like, there was so much pressure. Like, and I remember, uh, I don't know if it was a, um, not seminary, an institute teacher, or if it was a professor I had it at BYU that like told us to pray to our like future children and like ask them for guidance and stuff. Whoa. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> right. And was like, you know, you're doing it for them. So like think of them and like, and you know, this, this bitch right here did that. Cause I did everything. In the book. So I was like, dear future children, um, mommy is awkward and Aww. she's working really hard on trying to find a, a eternal companion. <laughs> Oh, um, that was a struggle. I mean, I don't think I did it often because I even felt weird about doing it a few times. And I was like, oh, this is too much for me. But still, it's so much pressure. And then I don't know if you're going to get to this topic because I'm a chatty Kathy and an eager beaver today, you guys. But <laughs> it also leads to so many issues of, you know, women who or men both, but like in a marriage that they're not able to have children that, you yeah. know, and, and that puts this like intense pressure and guilt on them for not being able to have children naturally or biologically and it's just like and as soon as you get married in the in the mormon church you guys like people in your your ward will just start asking you like a month later are you pregnant yet so or when it's are you due like are so you pregnant in, it's so inappropriate yeah like i had a I had a friend who's Mormon, and she just got married, uh, I don't know, like, four months ago. And she said that they, like, people at church had already been asking her, like, oh. And they didn't ask her. They asked her husband if she was pregnant. And my friend was like, I'm just fat. And I was like, God, you should never fucking ask a woman, first of all, if she's pregnant. And second of all, like, four months after they're married, like, step the fuck off like yeah yeah uh, stop asking. And, and it's such a cultural mormon thing too i've noticed like luckily my friends and family have finally stopped after i mean we're going on nearly nine years of being together me and my significant other finally stopped asking when are you going to get married and when are you going to have kids like but they think that that's okay within like that Mormon culture of like asking people these very, very personal things. And then also asking, yeah, like right after they get married, like, are you pregnant? I remember um, I had a family member, I'm not going to say who, but um, she was, we were hanging out and she was like scrolling through Instagram and she saw someone's picture and she was like, oh, she looks, I think she might be pregnant. She just got married. I think she might be pregnant. And I was like, like, I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh, okay. And she's like, I'm going to ask her. And I was like, no, you should not ask her. And she no. was like, she was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, it's fine. I'm, I'm just going to ask her. And I was like, you shouldn't ever ask someone that question. And she did it anyway. She's a very, 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 very Mormon person. And luckily, the gal that she did message, she was pregnant. So it wasn't like an awkward thing. But even then, it's just like, why is, but why do you think that's your, you're entitled to ask someone something so personal that they haven't shared yet. I just, it's a very weird entitled thing that Mormons do to each other. 
And I guess. Yeah, it's like, it's none of your fucking business. I just, I hated that too. Where like, even if you went on a date with a Mormon guy, it was like, everyone was in your business. Like, ooh, how'd the date go? Oh, are you guys going to get a date? Like, are you you exclusive now? Um, Are you going to start taking temple classes together? Um, Do you pray together? Do you, ooh, have you reached a level where you're sharing scripture verses or your patriarchal blessing? Oh my (laughs) God. I just did a kick in the air as well. Like, it's, (laughs) you guys, I can't handle it. It's so much in your business and so much pressure when it's just like, back the fuck off, you know? Like, and don't put this pressure on women to have children if, A, they don't want to, or most likely they do want to, but just don't want to immediately. Like, that's fine. Because, yeah, so this just proves our point more that, they they like to say, oh, yeah, it's their choice. But then they have these apostles and, like, the official church stance. And then everyone around them thinking that it's their business to tell them what to do and how to have their family and how to run their life, basically. Yeah, exactly. So I have a quote from Spencer W. Kimball, our fave. Um, and this was in The New Era, which, if you've never been Mormon, that is the magazine for teenagers the mormon magazine for teenagers he says you will not postpone parenthood there will be rationalists who will name you to numerous reasons for postponement of course it will be harder to get your college degrees or your financial start with a family but strength like yours will be undaunted in the face of difficult obstacles have your family as the lord intended of course it's expensive But you will find a way. And besides, it's often those children who grow up with responsibility and hardships who carry on the Lord's work. Too many young people set their minds, determining they will not marry or have children until they are more secure. They have forgotten that the first commandment is to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So brides continue their employment and husbands encourage it and contraceptives are used to prevent conception. Relatives and friends and even mothers sometimes encourage birth control for their young newlyweds, newlyweds, but the excuses are many and mostly weak. The family budget will not feed extra mouths or the expense of the doctor. And it, um, the, Other incidentals is too great. They think it would disturb social life, but the church cannot approve or condone the measures which so greatly limit the family. Oh my God. That is just like that. That this prophet says of like basically saying that, yeah, like contraceptives and birth control are evil and are getting in the way of like the, like God's plan quote unquote, is why so many of them don't use it. I know people our age like that don't use it. So it's not like this is ancient. It's like. No, no. I also know people as well, like Mormons who they don't use it and they use the pull out method. And I'm just like, "Uh, okay, Um, which is fine. Like everyone do what you want to do. Like if that works for you, then that's great. Like, but but it's just because they. Yeah, it's just because they have this, like, taboo around birth control where they're like, oh, I don't want to be on it. It's fine. Like, you know, if if we get pregnant, it's God's will, you know, and it's like, "Mm, you have a choice in the matter. Like, A, you have a choice of when you get pregnant or you have the choice of how you handle a pregnancy. 
both are your options. Like, you don't have to do what a a white old man tells you to do or what your husband tells you to do or what society tells you to do. You can either choose when you're, you know, some people are lucky enough to choose when they went to get pregnant. Other people don't have that option or that luxury, but they still should have the choice to do whatever they want to with that pregnancy. Yes. Yes. Um, And the thing is, is that, yeah, I I like where you're going with this because this is something that's like in regards to abortion, I can read, you know, their official stance on that, but I was going to say, Like these teachings and especially how they conflate birth control with abortion, um, Mm -hmm. this these teachings, they affect laws like they affect how people vote. And I think that's where it gets really, really dangerous. Like not only is it dangerous for them to tell people what to do with their bodies, but it's dangerous in the fact that like. this persuades people how to vote and they try to take those rights away from others who aren't even members of their church. And that's not acceptable to me. Um, So let's see, I have the official church stance on abortion. Do you want me to get into it or should we skip that? No, I think it's good to read that because it goes, you know, it's parallel. It's yeah. Both, you know, women should have the choice to get pregnant when they want to get pregnant and they should also have the choice to do what they want to with that pregnancy. Yeah. Um, And the the church wants to control both of those and it's just bullshit. So it says from their website, it says human life is a sacred gift from God. Abortion for personal or social convenience is contrary to the will and commandments of God. Church members who submit to perform encourage, pay for, or arrange such abortions may lose their membership in the church. So that really struck me, like even performing one, even a doctor that performs an abortion or like you help someone that really needs help get an abortion, you might be excommunicated, which what the fuck? Like what? I, okay, I'm going to continue. Yeah. In today's society, abortion has become a common practice defended by deceptive arguments. What else? It's like devilish distortions. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Deceptive arguments. Uh, Latter-day prophets have denounced abortion, referring to the Lord's declaration, thou shalt not kill, nor do anything like unto it. Ugh. Their counsel on the matter is clear. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints must not submit to blah, blah, blah. It's kind of the same thing as it said earlier. Um, church members who encourage an abortion in any way may be subject to church discipline. Um, church leaders have said that some exceptional circumstances may justify an abortion, such as when pregnancy is the result of incense or incest or rape, or when the life or health of the mother is judged to be in serious jeopardy, or when the fetus will not survive beyond birth. But even these circumstances do not automatically justify an abortion. Those who face such circumstances should consider abortion only after counsel- consulting with their local church leaders and receiving oh confirmation God. through honest prayer. Not an expert, but a church no, leader. No. You need to go to your church leader. Like, no, you, uh, mm, it's so controlling. You should not tell any person what to do with their body ever. No one should no. ever be forced to carry a pregnancy that they don't want to. Like, they don't, if they don't consent to being pregnant, they don't have to be pregnant. And like, I just, it, ah, I, it makes me so angry that they well, say you have to go to your church 
bish- you have to go to your bishop or your stake president, and then maybe if you've if we deem it okay, then you can get one. Like, no. Well, it's just another way of keeping women down, right? Like, women aren't even able to make choices on their their own body, their own health, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, any of that shit. Like, they're not allowed to make choices. And even then, it's saying, like, oh, if you're in a situation where, you know, it's a bias, you get abortion, you still should come to us, these white men in power with the priesthood and make sure that we tell you to make that decision. It's like, it's such hypocrisy that it drives me insane because they, they'll say like, Oh, women have so much authority and power in the church, but it's bullshit. They don't No, This is a perfect, another perfect example where like, we don't as women in the church, you don't have any, authority any power any say so any independence like you are to do what the man says period end of the day that's it yeah it's it uh, it drives me crazy too because it's like the way they word it is like oh in these certain circumstances maybe you can get an abortion but it's like you're you're also condemning birth control so what if it's just a woman, like, what if she can't physically deal with it or financially deal with it or whatever? Like, it shouldn't have to be this crazy, exceptional thing that happened to prevent her from choosing what to do with her own body. And it's shit like this that makes Mormons feel like they can tell other Mormons and other people that they are never allowed to have an abortion. Like, I've gotten in fights with Mormons before who have called me a murderer simply <sighs> because... I'm pro-choice that I feel like for defending the woman's right to choose. Like I've had Mormons tell me before that literally like this one Mormon woman, she told me that even if she knew she was going to die in childbirth, that she would carry it, carry it through because she believes abortion is so evil. And like she would rather die than do that. And then I had another guy tell me when Something along the lines of like, you know, if the, uh, you know, if a young girl even like I asked him, like, so if a 13 year old got raped and got pregnant, like you would expect her to have that child. And he said, yes, because it that God made her get pregnant. And so it was like from God and you shouldn't mess with that. And they don't give a single shit about the actual woman. It's all about controlling them. And yeah, you limit their access to birth control. You don't let them choose when or how they get pregnant. And then if it does happen and it's something that actually might kill them, they don't care. They just want you to continue with it anyway. You guys, like, I mean, just just sit on this for a hot second. Sometimes I think about this and it makes me outrageously angry. But it's the it's. It's so quick to to prove your point in these types of arguments and situations. If the situation was reversed and men were the ones who were getting pregnant or had the option or like the ability to, not option, the ability to, there would not be any question. It would be like, well, you know, sometimes priesthood holders would need to eliminate the pregnancy because God told them to and that's okay. Or... (laughs) (laughs) You know, men can have free birth control and should be on it because they have responsibilities. Or, you know, like the fact that birth control is insane. And also, like, they're just 
they're just men, you know, they have these, these urges. So they need to be on birth control to control those urges because they just can't help themselves around women, especially when women are dressed immodestly. So they need to be on birth control just in case. (laughs) Exactly. And there would never be a moment of like, you know, oh, men should not have the choice to eliminate a pregnancy if it's because of, you know, it's their choice. Like that shit would never happen. Like the same with like, not to make this too political, but this is the thing that just like drives me crazy is that all these people making policies and laws against women's rights and like, especially with abortion and not even just abortion, but birth control, like reproductive health, like it's just getting healthcare, yeah. just healthcare. It's always made by a bunch of men like it's not women who have who are being heard and listened to I mean more so nowadays but it's still incredibly low the percentage of women in power who are able to make decisions on these matters that actually affect women it's men who are making these fucking decisions imagine if like women were the ones making the decision about men's health and their (laughs) freedoms and their rights like it just wouldn't you know what I mean yeah, no, totally. That's a really and good even The other day, and maybe this is wrong, maybe this is fake news. Someone correct me if it is. But I read the other day that Viagra is covered on your health insurance. I is think that it's true. I think it's covered on some. Yeah, I think it depends on your on your insurance. Um, but it's definitely I think more, you know, it's something that like, for example, fucking Hobby Lobby won't, you know, how they're like Christian and they won't cover birth control for women in their insurance plans because it's quote unquote against their religion. But I can definitely see, I don't know for sure, but I don't think that Viagra um, violates their quote unquote, like religious, uh, you know, ideals. So they, they might cover that because that's about like, you know, you know, multiplying and replenishing the earth because you're giving a man an erection, but like preventing it is against their religion. So they won't give women the birth control or that type of reproductive health care. You guys, so, it's fucking yeah. mental. I, I can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's bonkers. Um, so kind of speaking about that, I, I don't know, I guess, I also sort of wanted to talk about Planned Parenthood in regards to this stuff, because I feel like, I mean, let me know what you think, Sarah, but I feel like most or all Mormons that I know are very, like, either actively against or just silently against Planned Parenthood. It's kind of like a very taboo thing, and um, they do not support it, for sure. Um, but it's it's like deeply brainwashed. Like before I left the church and even until recently, I didn't know much about Planned Parenthood. Like I all I was ever taught from church and being a Republican conservative growing up was that Planned Parenthood, they were the devil and they murdered babies. That's it. Like didn't know anything else. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we don't look into it. Right. Because why yeah. would we? Um, yeah. But Planned Parenthood is. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting because I think if people really value life, they would value what Planned Parenthood does because they only actually 3% of what they do in all of their services is abortion. It's on, only 3% of it is that. 
everything else is like healthcare, STD. I actually have a list of stuff they do. So um, let me pull this up. So they, yeah, 3% of what they do is abortions, but they also do STD testing and treatment, birth control, screening for cancer, um, pap tests, and regular just like exams for healthcare. They do vaccines. They help supply medicines. They offer pregnancy services, prenatal care, transgender health services, including hormone replacement therapy. They perform vasectomies and other services for men, and they provide condoms and so much more. So they really help like keep people alive more than they do anything to do with abortion. And yeah, so it's exactly. like, it's this, de- they've been very demonized, especially by conservative people and religious people as like just doing abortions. <laughs> and that's yeah. just not true. Um, Cause I know that I, I don't know any Mormon that supports Planned Parenthood, but for me, Planned Parenthood like holds a very like special place to me because that's a place that I've been able to go like I don't want to get too much into it like with details but like even just recently because I was like Sarah and I were just talking about with insurance it's kind of crazy here Mm -hmm. in the state right insurance even if you have it what's covered what's not and then even if it is covered how expensive it is from your you know regular physician and so I um, was having some health concerns that didn't have anything to do with anything near an abortion Um, but because of health insurance stuff, I was kind of at a loss of like what to do about it. And I ended up scheduling with Planned Parenthood to go see a physician there. And like, you guys, I'm like kind of getting like choked up because the treatment I got there was so amazing and so lovely. Like they are so inclusive and made me feel so much better. They helped me get help and treatment for something that was like very very painful and and I felt like I was getting better and getting the help that I needed from this place that like made me feel I don't know just way more comforted but when I made my appointment and I walked I was walking in there were all these protesters there that like had all these awful signs of these dead babies and like yelling at you about how abortion is murder and I wasn't there for anything like that and then they had like these other like Christian um, protesters that were like off to the side under a tent and they came over to me and were like trying to get me to go to their clinic instead and I was like I have an appointment here like I'm just going to see a doctor and it, it like broke my heart a bit because especially when I met the doctors and the nurses who worked in the Planned Parenthood, like how hard they were working to try to provide quality care and they're being so demonized by these religious nut jobs. It, it was terrible. Well, and it's also just a whole other level. Like, I feel like if we ever get trolls that comment, like you guys can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. Well, what the fuck are those people doing? It's the same, like, (laughs) Yeah. We're not out there telling, like, trying to take away people's freedoms and choices. Like, we are literally just trying to educate and expose the truth. Whereas, you know, they're over there, like, making people feel ashamed and picketing and saying, like, oh, you know, 
you're the devil, you're baby killers, like all of this horrible stuff when, you know, patients like you who are going in for help that they need that has nothing to do with an abortion. And even if it was an abortion, (laughs) it's not your goddamn business. It's fine. Like you do what you want to do with your body. And And take care of yourself. Like Exactly. And to me, it's just sad in general that, I mean, I think Planned Parenthood is great and it's wonderful and it's a resource that women and I mean, men and no matter gender needs it. And it's sad, but it, I think it's sad that like we live in a time where this is something that you have to fight for that is not just included in general health care. Yeah, I know. Right. That's like uh, very true. And yeah, like we were saying earlier, like depending on your employer, you also and I wonder if this is true. I don't know. But like. If your employer is religious, they just might not cover birth control or reproductive health care at all, unless it's like a pregnancy, like a, a pregnancy that you're going to have and then have a baby. Like, otherwise, they're just like, ah, we don't care about you, women, like, fuck off or whatever, you know. Um, but uh, it, I was going to say, too, um, with Planned Parenthood, I... It was probably a couple of months ago I shared a post on Facebook about racism and about like taking down the statues um, that were of racist people in history in America, which is like, you know, everybody. Everyone, (laughs) yeah. And one of my really Mormon relatives commented on it and he was like, so you're saying we should just take all of history away and you left wingers like what if, why you know if you're saying we should take down all of these people who ever did anything racist then why aren't we um renaming the planned parent or what what did he say he said like why don't we tear down all of planned parenthoods because the founder of planned parenthood was a racist and they it, it's crazy to me because so i <laughs> i looked into it And I'm going to be full on honest, like, yeah, she was a racist and believed in eugenics. And that's terrible. And I'm not going to defend her. Um, But also she and the idea and Planned Parenthood are two separate things. And yes, like that is very problematic. But Planned Parenthood. Sorry, that was my microphone. I got crazy. Planned Parenthood doesn't have any of those ideals at all. Like they are. They're not ableist or racist in any way. They're super inclusive. And they actually did rename um, their their building that was named after her. Like, they don't, you know, associate with that. And the, I, the irony of my Mormon cousin saying that when it's like he believes in a church that still is racist with racist scriptures and tons of racist prophets that have said racist things. And, and they have never just yeah, they've never acknowledged it or disavowed it, and they claimed it was from God. The Planned Parenthood has never claimed to be, like, from God and all-knowing. They've just been trying to help people get health care. Like, exactly. it's crazy that he would use that, you know, this thing where I was trying to share something good about, like, take down the statues of racists, and he's like, well, what about Planned Parenthood? Take that down, too. Rah, 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 rah. Like, and it's like, little did you know, like, they actually did change the building yeah. name and they don't associate with yeah. the founder because she was racist. But yeah. the idea in and of itself of 
you know, have creating a space where women can take care of their health. That's still a good thing. But okay. yeah, of course, there's no the way of defending the founder who was racist. Like neither of us are saying that. And that's no. I'm sure <laughs> Planned Parenthood doesn't defend the no, founder and the racism either. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I, I was just reminded of that. But um, so I guess with that being said, Sarah and I have decided that um, we want to start donating monthly um, to different charities or causes or whatever and for this month we want to donate to Planned Parenthood and that is possible because of the patrons so exactly so in reality it's really the patrons are donating um so thank you and their name for them yeah Yeah. (laughs) so the name will be under not so molly mormon podcast but of course the credit goes to our patrons for their monthly support um so definitely our donation is because of them but we feel it's important to i mean it's it's not us giving loads of donation but we want to give something back and we want to um with these topics that i mean we're not always going to have an organization that correlates with the topic that we choose that month but if we do you know we want to make sure that our words and what we're saying is also matching our actions so that's just one way we can do it I mean there's Mm -hmm. multiple other ways but we want to do our part where we can yes totally and I want to give a big shout out to Sarah this was Sarah's idea and I love it so much so yeah each month will be a different cause yeah (laughs) thanks and thanks yeah again for you guys um our patreons who allow this to happen and those who are just supporting us in any way that they can it's still encouraging i see your posts and what you're doing in your personal lives and i think that's incredible so yeah yeah for sure well um that's all i got to say but me too and i'm busting for a pee so i love you guys but <laughs> Sarah, um, do you need to go pee? Tinkle. <laughs> you need a tinkle and you need to go eat your ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I do. I need my pistachio ice cream. Hot. <laughs> but anyways, we we love you guys. Thanks for listening as always. Thanks for being patient with us when we are not able to record. Thanks for your love and support, all the wonderful messages, and uh, for speaking your truth. It's incredible when we see you guys posting and sharing experiences either with us or on social media platforms and it's encouraging and it's inspiring and we love it so thank you like as my one comment on my photo yesterday and I'm I don't know if I should say the follower's name or not so I'm not going to but it literally did tug on my old heartstrings and like (laughs) like I'm not even trying to be funny it was just so sweet knowing that, yeah, we have people in our corner, Katie, yeah. that are supporting us and, like, cheering us on and who have our backs. And that's such a powerful feeling when you're scared about speaking your truth or wanting to speak in confidence. And if that's just your own truth or speaking out against injustices that people go through every single day and you are in a position where you can speak out. Like, it's knowing that those are scary things, but having those people in your corner supporting you is really really powerful so thank you thank you guys for yes for being in our corner yeah yeah thank you okay uh, have we'll a great week bye-bye bye, bye.